Hello, my friends, and welcome. I'm Christian Wolcott, Senior Consultant and Kaizen Practitioner, and welcome to the Chillicothe Cast, an exclusive production for Kenworth Chillicothe. This podcast, taking a look at the book Lean Thinking, and specifically the content of Chapter 4, that being on the topic of pull. So Chapter 4 starts out by saying, in the simplest terms that no upstream should produce a good or service until a customer downstream asks for it. That that's the, that's the essence of pull. And in that lesson, in those words, that's really about it. Pull. There's two versions of pull if we stop and think at the, at the largest level about all operations of applying lean everywhere in any sort of work environment whether it's on the shop floor with the assembly of the truck, or if it's in a non-assembly area, such as engineering or planning or resourcing or any other human resources, finance, any other area. The idea of pull, the two options are that you would make products to stock, which would be a push system, right? Because the opposite of pull is push meaning that an organization goes about doing its work in an effort to keep things, anything, goods, services, paperwork, you name it, stocked, which would be a push system. We're looking to fill something. Now, the opposite of that in lean thinking and the idea that's echoed here in chapter four on pull is that we would make things to order meaning that someone has asked for something and therefore it starts a chain of activities that says we need to provide X. So in our case here in Chillicothe and at all the Packard plants, to my knowledge, that the orders, the pull, is dictated by the schedule coming from corporate. The schedule says we're going to build X amount of trucks today. That's the pull. That's the demand. Right. There's been a request to build X amount of trucks and all these different configurations. We may have a fleet in there, maybe not. Maybe we have several fleets in our makeup in our, of our day or of our week. But the whole point of it is here is that most of the orders that we see in Chillicothe are formulated with pull coming from corporate. Now, there might be some push that's going on to fill dealer stock. Perhaps some of those orders are, quote unquote, stock trucks. Uh, but to my knowledge, most of the vehicles that come through the plant, the form of orders, all the different configurations are coming from unique customer requests at the different dealership sites that are fed through corporate in the form of the sales group and everything that come to you as the line item in the schedule. That pull is what's driving the operations in the plant. Now, like everything in lean, there's, there's all these different levels of pull, right? So we talk about the truck that's being released uh, in the schedule to the shop floor to be built. Let's talk about that one first because that's probably the easiest because it's, it's tangible. It's something we can put our hands on. To the idea then that, that well, we can affect or put in place different measures of pull activities beyond just the order that's the opportunity and that's really what chapter four kind of goes at length to tell with the stories that it tells about the bumper factory right all the different components you know from the the simple accident when the request of the 
of the, the customer going into the dealership and asking for a replacement bumper, uh, the story that it tells there uh, kind of outlines traditional ways of thinking, traditional management, where we would have days and days of response to the customer demand, the customer pull for something. And there was a contrast, and the story is told there by Womack and Jones about how the evolution of thinking came about, not only for Toyota, but for any uh, producer of a product or service. That the challenge is there. It was there for Toyota, um, and really not terribly long ago, if you think back to just the 1980s, that they were still experimenting with this idea of understanding and utilizing pull versus push. Again, push has been around forever. Uh, you know, we, we there's lots of examples of push in business. But lean thinking would have us challenge that just a bit by saying, you know what, let's only build, let's provide all the different larger components, but also all of the many subcomponents, the sub pieces of information, all of those other contributing pieces that allow us to put together, in our case, a fully assembled truck rolling out the back door. Can we utilize pull thinking and some of the very simple techniques that come around with pull in, in our work, in how we manage all of the different, not only materials, but also the information. So the challenge for us as a company, as we're reading through this, is to implement. Where are we utilizing pull to its best potential? Right, because we understand in the book, the book outlines somewhat clearly that where we don't implement pull, where it's simply a push system, we are being reliant on systems that are a bit slow to respond. The response is, is slow in that, in that regard. Our inventories for materials and perhaps even information might be much higher than what they need to be. Further kind of, 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 of con con confusing and complicating our work in a physical sense and in a non-physical sense in our, in our virtual work environments. So some of the things you want to take, uh, take into mind is, do we have a pull system? Is pull active in my immediate area? Can I visualize and see where pull is? Are there triggers for a pull activity? What, what is the signal? What's the start of my people to do work? Now, for some of us who are working along the line, it's the truck that's coming down the line. <laughs> Right, the line starts. The truck appears. It moves into air, your particular area, axle or frame, or uh, where they're putting the tank on, or engine install, engine set, all the cab set, you know, all of those different areas. But the question comes with that: Then is there pull that's utilized in the provision of those areas, meaning all of the different subcomponents, parts, even the smallest parts, some of the C stock pieces. How are those being furnished to the area? Do we have the right amounts in the right time? What's the trigger for them? Are we working in concert with each other with pull? Or do we have departments, you know, again, not pointing fingers at departments, but do we have activities that are not aligned and we're just pushing things toward us? They're making deliveries, right? We're, we're doing work in advance of the time we actually need to do it. Think about the time that you're sitting at a, at a, at a family uh, banquet, or perhaps Thanksgiving, and you're sitting at the table, right? And it, right, so the, the start, of, start of dinner takes place. You know, um, most, most families that get together, it's kind of family style. It's all the dishes are kind of set in the middle of the table and things. 
and then we suddenly say, okay, now we're going to we're going to start we're going to start eating. Please pass this, right? So we start assembling our our plate. We start assembling the thing that we want out of this, right? So what happens is all of these different subcomponents start getting passed around the table. Now some of those things you need, and some of those things you don't. Now. In my mind, when we're sitting there, I am I can vividly recall because it happens almost every year, almost every year that you're sitting there and you're waiting for the thing that you need the most. Uh, but that's not that's not next in sequence. That's not what shows up. What shows up is something that someone may, might be pushing towards you. It's the it's the bowl of, let's say, uh, Brussels sprouts. And maybe you don't like Brussels sprouts. So what happens is this awkward thing, like your uncle sitting next to you is handing you the, what's pushing the bowl towards you, and you're like, no, that's, that, that's, that's not what I want, that's not what I need. And so we have this kind of awkward thing, and so you kind of take it, you kind of go through it, and you go, yeah, I'm gonna pass on this, and I'm gonna pass it to the next person, and I'm gonna wait for what I do want, and that is the creamy mashed potatoes, right? So that's the one that I want. So at this table scenario, we experience these things of, of push and pull, you know, or we have the we have the item that we want here. We, we serve it up and it's and it's 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 well received. It goes to the right place on our in our case, it goes to the line. We have the right materials for the right part of the build in the sequence. And where things are things are good. The pull the pull activity is successful versus we get things and we don't need them. We have the wrong thing. So some things come in mind with this in, in your examination of pull. A, can you see the trigger? Can you see the trigger point? That's been referenced to a couple of times in chapter four. Can you see the trigger? What is the trigger for uh, the pull? What starts the work? At what point, at what point do we signal back downstream or to the materials management folks in the plant at what point or what is the signal to bring more in? What is that pull signal or Kanban? So for some of us right now, we may not have a formal Kanban system in place for that. It simply might be, you know, the empty bin. And chapter four goes through some exhaustive um, examples of bin size. And it mentions several times about do we have the appropriate bin size for the parts of materials that we're looking to flow right to the line with pull as the method. Are we delivering and are we, are we receiving goods and materials in the right sizes, in the right quantities? Are they visible? Are they coming in too big of a batch or too small of a batch where we're running out? So something to take a look at on your immediate work areas out there would be, do we have pull or do we have push? Another piece to take a look at again would be that trigger. What is the signal to bring in additional? Is it the empty bin? Do I have to flag a driver down? Do I have to make a call? Is there a button I have to push? Do I have to send a text? You know, <laughs> we wanna know what that is. What is the trigger for that? And then maybe after that, then along too, is a combination of both bin size. Is the bin the trigger? And if it is, great. Is the size of the bin appropriate given what our current build rate is, what our current rate of demand is? With the current larger pull that's going on, are we getting enough delivered in time 
in the right quantity to the line. And again, that visual management comes in place. Again, it's mentioned in chapter four. Are we getting things in the right amount, in the right, uh, that we can see them, that the folks working on the line have some visibility to them? And are they in the right location so they can easily access them? There's a couple of uh, paragraphs in there talking about how things are placed so they can physically flow from the point of drop-off by materials management folks to the point of use being installed on the truck. Are there good way, is our, is our pull method and our pull systems in place, is it conducive as best as possible to reduce travel time back and forth, to reduce motion, right? That one of those are, again, another waste condition there, motion going back and forth to get these things on top of maybe some compounded delay. Do we ever run out? Do we have the right size? So some things to consider here, trigger, bin size, visual management, response, and location. So the challenge with chapter four is to, number one, understand again, what does pull ask us to do? What's the opportunity with pull in Chillicothe? And in my mind, the most easy, the easiest place to take a look for pull opportunities is line side. Line side presentation is something that you've done good work with to date. There are very, there's, there's some areas in the plant that I recall are, are, are quite uh, capable in terms of, of materials replenishment and utilization on the line. But that doesn't mean our work is done. We should be taking a look at, at the frequency of use, the frequency of replenishment. Is there truly a Kanban in place? Does there need to be? And a couple of quick notes on Kanban. Uh, you know, Kanban production should only be initiated um, with a Kanban, a, a true Kanban system thinking in mind. A Kanban should be processed in the order in which they are received or first come, first served. They should not be just willy-nilly or, you know, as uh, at random. They should be as first come, first serve. Kanbans that run out, those should be replenished, first come, first serve. Prioritization, excuse me, prioritization is set by usage. The more an item that is used, the more often it should be replaced. It's as simple as that. If you're thinking of utilizing, you know, true pull Kanban systems in your plant, use a simple approach to determine the number of Kanbans required for a given part number. Then make some incremental modifications to it. Start small. The number of Kanbans that are in a system anywhere is going to be determined by, you know, how many finished goods and your replenishment time you need to have as a target. Now, you guys don't work to finish goods, but you do have a time that you need to get out. Is your replenishment time going to fit your tack time and your tacked rate on any given day? Let's say, for example, if you were to have use a thousand parts per day and it takes three days to replace your stock, you would need a minimum of 3,000 parts in a system, right? So also some, some practicalities are going to say we're going to need to keep some safety stock uh, built into that margin just to keep the safe, maybe an extra one or two um, uh, days or so in the system at large. So if we're constantly running out of parts, it means that there's not enough Kanbans in the system and that more need to be added. If there's too many parts, by contrast, it means that we have too many Kanbans and some should be removed. So for those of you that are experimenting with Kanban use along the line, maybe just take note of that. Uh, are there ways that we can uh, tighten up or do we need to add more 
uh, to our Kanban systems to increase our abilities to serve pull along the line. Let's see. Um, other notes here in chapter four. Uh, let's see here. Value streams. It mentions value streams um, and, and the pull thinking that comes from value stream uh, viewing. I know that Packard Chillicothe has experimented with value streams in the past. Um, typically, a value stream analysis would show where there might be some opportunities to implement pull versus um, large inventories of, of whatever sitting around. This is especially true in a transactional environment. So think of non-truck building uh, activities. If you haven't done a value stream or even a, some sort of value-added uh, stream analysis of the work that's gone on there, and you're somewhat aware that there's a lot in your system, meaning there's a lot of work uh, requests, orders, um, uh, line items, whatever it is to be fulfilled, it could be that you have a lot of inventory sitting around and that's subject to, you know, kind of push thinking versus pull. Can we build a system that's more responsive to customer needs, to something being taken away, to somebody asking for a service in order to tighten up uh, shorten up our lead times and reduce our costs. So that constitutes pull. Again, the two versions of it, make to stock, which is push, which might be evident again in the office environment, or make to order. We're making something based on a demand all the way through. From the largest parts to the smallest subcomponents, are we getting the right things in the right way in the right locations based on what's been taken away and consumed? All right, so maybe take a gamble walk. Go out there today, talk with your folks. Take a quick little note just to say, do we have pull here and where specifically and where not? And with the simple question, could there be an opportunity to implement a pull or perhaps more complexly, a pull Kanban system for the replenishment of parts and materials or information? It's been my delight to be with you here again on another Chillicothe cast. I look forward to the next time. May the spirit of Kaizen be with you.